here listening to episode 135 of the SBP podcast, Mobile Filmmaking. And I'm your host, Susie Botello. Hey, before we get started, I have an announcement to make. Uh, We've just, you know, confirmed. Again, I have to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Film Convert. I don't know if you realize this or not. But ever since 2017, nonstop, they've been sponsoring the festival with their software awards. And so I wanted to thank them specially. And I wanted to mention, um, I I wanted to read to you, and, and I actually will. Let me just do that. Their mission statement. It's pretty awesome. Film Convert strives to give power back to the filmmaker by taking away the stress from any color correction or grading tasks. You can color with confidence using the powerful, easy-to-use color grading tools and achieve the look that you've always dreamed of. And that, in a nutshell, is their mission. And it's why they're so powerful and they're so loved by all filmmakers. I'm not talking about just smartphone filmmakers. Um, And they were here before uh, we found them. (laughs) So, uh, listen, Film Convert, Thank you so much for sponsoring the film festival for so many years. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, and if you're listening, go and check out what they do because um, they're pretty awesome. And for them to sponsor our film festival here in San Diego, it means a lot to us because that way we can, um, you know, give away some pretty awesome awards to the winners of the film festival. Um, also, I wanted to give a big shout out to Dude Vader for leading our new sponsors, uh, the Science Fiction Coalition. If you guys are listening, woohoo! Uh, we are looking forward for, to you on Sunday, April 30th, because that's the big day of the award ceremony and the red carpet. And guys, these guys do like Hollywood red carpets. This is a real treat. And they're a huge group. And you name any superhero, and that's them. So um, they're going to escort you on the red carpet. And uh, you are welcome to come on board, come to San Diego, enjoy the film festival, and walk the red carpet uh, with these guys. And I'm not just talking about the filmmakers, okay? All the contenders for every one of our competitions, from the feature films, short films, the Rookie Awards, the Smartphone Photo Contest, the um, Screenplay Contest, all of you get to walk the red carpet escorted by superheroes, which is pretty awesome. So, and and if you want to bring your own cosplay, go for it. We're we're totally we're down. <laughs> all right, now I'm gonna. I'm going to go right into, oh, you know what I should do, though, really quick? I should let you know that we made an announcement today, um, and we finally listed all the, on our new internationalmobilefilmfestival.com website, is a listing of every single judge for all the panels for each competition, And I wanted to thank, I personally want to thank these guys for volunteering to do this tough work. Uh, They're on their own on this. I have no influence on them. No one on our team has any influence in them. Uh, So just know 
and they're not allowed to talk to each other or anything. It's, it's, it's individuals. Uh, Jennifer Zhang, thanks for coming back this year. Caroline Spence, thank you for being a judge for the first time. Errol Trotman Airwood, also, I thank you for coming back. Um, also, uh, Ryan McDonald and our very own, you know this guy. If you've been watching The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, you know where I'm going? Jed Brophy. Jed, you're so awesome. Thanks for coming back to judge uh, the short films. And Shola Ajayi, thank you for coming back as well. Felix Pugh, you've got a really good experience uh, for the first time as a judge. And so I thank you very much. Ross Perkins, thank you for coming back. And also Ant Pruitt. Uh, he is uh, the host of the Twit TV podcast, Hands-On Photography. So thank you for coming back. And by the way, he is actually the judge not only for the short film competition, but also for the smartphone photo contest. He's one of the people that inspired it. Um, and also another one who inspired me to create this contest is Scott Bourne. And so he's another judge, uh, the first time ever. And we're really grateful to you, Scott. Thank you for coming on board. And also Brandy McDonald, who is a screenplay uh, judge for that contest, along with the very famous, I consider him famous, Stephen Palmer Peterson. And, um, and so that's it. I, I don't want to take up a lot of time giving a bunch of shout outs because I know what you're here for today. You're here to listen to our guests who are coming back and we're going to talk about some pretty awesome things, including how to build that family with your crew. We're going to touch on a bunch of topics and why you want to create a family from your crew, which is a very, very, well, I have experience with that. My, the filmmaking experience that I have um, has included what I consider my family as well. So we're going to talk to Stephanie Pham and Joey Min of the Art School Dropouts. Hey, Joey and Stephanie. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Hey, we're, hey, we're doing... good. <laughs> Thanks for having us back. You're very welcome. You guys had a long day doing some fight club sequences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, <laughs> and upkeep, basically. Paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that. Things. Yeah, you don't have any paper fights? <laughs> oh. <laughs> paper cut fights? Um, you know, just to rehash our listeners, uh, Joey and Stephanie were guests, uh, this summer, I think it was like around June when we last spoke. Um, and, uh, they actually filmed and proved that you can do some really cool stuff with your smartphone. Not that you don't know that, 
but we're talking like live action films, filmmaking. Why don't you share just a just a touch bases on that? Because that's not what we're really here to talk about. But we have to mention that because you have to know how we met. And it's through that process of filmmaking that they did um, that we met. And also they do a lot of other stuff, a lot of videos with live action and stuff. But they don't film everything with an iPhone. But tell us a little bit about that one film. Okay. Yeah, so basically we have a couple of stuntmen in our group. And one of them has been actually been asking if, uh, you know, like about an idea doing Zorro, um, like about like two years ago. And, you know, in the advent of, of uh, COVID, we figured we would do it, but definitely not in the way that, um, you know, like not like full budget where we would have locations and stuff like that, because we're uh, we're up in the northeast coast of, of um, you know, United States. So it's kind of hard to find, you know, the, the the Spanish style, you know, like houses and ranch houses like that to do to do, um, you know, like something that's really uh, like Zorro inspired. Right. So. What we did, we we just we thought it would be funny to just do it with you know hobby horses and foam swords that we got at like you know Walmart and like the five dollar mm-hmm. store, and we have costumes and we did this um, uh, a mini web series, which is like two like you know two videos that are like about you know like uh, under ten minutes long about like an adventure that Zoro would possibly have back in you know and you know back in the day. So we did that and uh, we did it. We shot it all in all on our phone um and you know we put it on you basically like it's just the what what iphone do we use i think it's an iphone 11 and i uh, just did that and and it looks you know it was fun we put i edited it put the sound effects on there and it's a uh, and that's kind of how we met susie here the sound effects are awesome <laughs> i just they're just like so cool you guys uh the way that you did it and also i i, I you know I would hate to be around Joey with a real sword (laughs) (laughs) because he's like the master, you know, uh, like the Jackie Chan type of uh, iPhone filmmaking. (laughs) I guess you you could call it that. Definitely. You know, our style is very much harkens to that 90s style of of filmmaking. Right. And uh... it's. It's amazing. Well, one of the things why I like your sound effects and everything is it's because of that. Because you put that into it and you're so funny. Like you do all these videos like every day, right? I don't know how. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how you do it. And we don't need to give all your secrets away (laughs) either. Um, So these guys every day (laughs) are out there making films and they're so funny. Like you're, you're just laughing your head off just based on the comedy itself with the action. Um, Explain, I mean, I know a little bit about where that comes from in the genre that you're using, but explain that to our users because I think they'll find it amusing. Steph, do you want to do that or do you want me to answer that too? Yeah, you could do it. <laughs> you're <laughs> well, the creative okay, well, head, you know what I mean? Basically, uh, it, it harkens back towards um, kind of the physical comedy of like Buster Keaton or, or you know, like Jackie Chan. Obviously, Jackie Chan for the martial arts, but, you know, like Buster Keaton, like, you know, the old silent films where it's more about, you know, the aestheticism of, of the physical comedy. And, uh, and you know, and with the Zorro thing, we did that with, um, I guess, the vaudevillian, uh, the golden era of um, Hollywood filmmaking. So that's when, 
you know, people were just doing like the sword fights and the fencing and and the swashbuckling that you don't really see anymore. It's like a like swashbuckling is kind of that um, like I guess it would be an adventure type of genre, like an adventure film like that you don't see anymore. I guess it's true, right? And we kind of like our comedy or our action is is really kind of we're trying to modernize that style of of cinema. So uh, instead, like as as we would call it, you know, like um, fight scenes or fight choreography is nonverbal dialogue in terms of filmmaking. So we still try to put the story inside the choreography. So it's not just people punching and kicking. There, there is. Uh, like the three act, the three act Shakespearean style that we do in, in most of our fight scenes. So there is a, a clear story that I hope that we can, you know, uh, show to the people when we do our action scenes. Now let's tell everybody a little bit, and let's start with poor Stephanie, who's just sitting there in the back. <laughs> oh <now. laughs> no, I'm perfectly fine. Joey's no, like I the know creative you're genius. <laughs> And by the way, you guys, I'm if you ever hear a dog barking, that's me in the background. <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, what's what's your puppy's name? Uh, so there's two of them. There's Lady and there's Zoomy. Oh, they're both rescues. <laughs> they got the cutest bark, too. Yeah, for now, um, so, until like they get a little now. too crazy, and then I'm like, oh no. Oh, that's okay. We're we're all in this entertainment business. We know crazy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so so Stephanie, tell us a little bit about you, and then I'll Joey, you chime in uh, <laughs> as well after. Okay. Let 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 Stephanie lead <laughs> on this one. All right. Uh, Hi guys, uh, my name is Stephanie Pham. I am an actress, model, and obviously I work with art school dropouts. I am actually like the business, like end of things when it comes to art school dropouts. Uh, so I handle like pretty much the boring stuff. Joey has all the fun stuff. He's way more creative. What? But you're also a lot in front of the camera and you're also his pun. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I guess. Um, but I look cool because Joey makes me look cool. <laughs> That's really it. <laughs> but besides that, is just you know I handle like a lot of the business side of things. I feel like a lot of times when you have someone who is like so creative, they need to have like someone who's focused on the business boring end of things. And I feel like that's something that's missing for a lot of like filmmakers. A lot of wow. It, I, I know it's yeah. hard to. Like definitely just trying to make things work as a creative when it's, you know, uh, in especially now during the, uh, I guess, the Internet algorithm based media. You know, I need somebody that actually knows how to work with an algorithm kind of. That's the hard part for being a creative. Yeah, there is a lot of pressure on filmmakers right now. You know, like they have to be web designers, yeah. they have to be YouTubers, yeah. they have to be, we have to be uh, filmmakers, they have to be entrepreneurs. I mean, it, it really is hard. Yeah. And to kind of like have that type of like thinking, it's like, okay, one moment you have to be like creative, the other time, like you, you can't be, it, it's really hard because it's this very two uh, conflicting ideals. Because yeah. I may say something it's that... It's taking a bite yeah. off the apple in a way. Each one of those things takes away a little piece of what could really be even more effective if it was whole, which is the creativity, right? Yeah, so it's, I mean, yeah. I think uh, Joy and I, we, we work well. 
we butt heads a lot, but we work well. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But you definitely, you guys really have a great dynamic, at least from what I can see on camera and what I've experienced off, cam- off camera <laughs> or in audio. Like, oh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Joey, she, let's, let's talk half. a little bit about, yeah, go ahead. She's definitely my better half, you know. Aww. <laughs> you guys are so kind to each other. Um, <laughs> it has to be. It's all like right, a family. Joey. It is a family. We're going to go into that. <laughs> Um, well, Joey, why don't you just share a little bit because you're also a director. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where we're going. All of a sudden, they got really serious. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm a director, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk a little bit about where that experience came from and, and how you guys joined together to make this really cool dynamic for the art school dropouts. Okay, so I uh, actually, during high school, I've always wanted to tell story. I think I think my my the reason why I wanted to get into filmmaking was because I I've, um, I've been a martial artist my entire life since I was, I was a kid. And I definitely also like grew up on Jackie Chan and, you know, like Lau Kar Long and a lot of Hong Kong style martial art films. And I think during um, during high school, it was that's like during 2000s. And that's the when digital uh, digital cameras started coming up. Right. And filmmaking became accessible to the masses, really. Right. And. All I, I knew what I wanted to do was like, you know, film fight scenes and whatnot. But I think the love of telling stories was always, you know, has always been there. And then, you know, so after a while, kind of, you know, worked on that. And now many, uh, many decades later, <laughs> I, I <laughs> met Steph through uh, the original configuration of this team of art school dropouts. Um and she happened to be a schoolmate of, of one of my friends. And, you know, uh, he introduced me to her because she was doing, uh, you know, she she did martial arts as well. And we're like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool to work with uh, you know, this girl. But during that time, I kind of had this bad breakup with this <laughs> with this like, this girl I was dating. And, you know, I'm a I'm a creative. So I, I wrote a script and I needed to get that out of my heart to get like closure <laughs> oh, yeah so i met steph yeah. and i you know i wanted to like uh i wanted to like so we met we set up a meeting to meet steph but the night before i was supposed to meet steph like drama erupted with my ex and then like you know and, like i was i was in turmoil and i met her the next day with my all of uh with the whole group <laughs> of article drop us and she was so bubbly and i i and i at that point, I just hated women at that point. Right? <laughs> and she was so bubbly and I didn't want to talk to her, you know, and everything. But like, that was funny. And I think at the end of the night, we were, she said, like, I don't know, she was saying something. She made a joke, but it, I took it the wrong way. And I was just really mad at her. <laughs> but we went to this one, um, we went to this bubble tea place. And uh, uh, there's like a group of people that wanted, I don't know, they were just causing problems. And they were trying to pick a fight. <laughs> And I was already up to my limit there, and I was like, "Whatever, I'm re- I'll just, I'll, I'll fight these people, right?" Because I was so angry. <laughs> and I looked back, and no one, like none of my group, like, like no, none of my group was backing me up. But Steph was already like <laughs> loosening up, and she was taking off her ears, like she was ready to fight. And that's when we, that's when like her, her eyes met mine, and we're like, "Yo, do we become best friends?" Oh, <laughs> and that, that is, is the start. <laughs> that yeah. is the start. And, you know, finally, you're like, like, man, 
any woman that has my back during a, <laughs> exactly. a, a tea room fight scene. <laughs> right. And then, you know, we, I, she, you know, I casted her for that, that video. And that was like on our uh, video um, on our channel. It's called like, um, wait, Mr. Right or something. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot oh, the name of the video. Oh my gosh. But it, yeah. Yeah. It, it was been a long time, but like that was my closure from that ex and, you know, so yeah, that's it. That was my, I used Steph to so make her funny. jealous basically. So <laughs> and then we've just basically have been best friends ever since. <laughs> yeah. That is so fun. So when, when you guys listen, when you guys meeting our listeners, when you guys watch their videos, you're just going to love them because you're just going to want to hop on a plane or, you know, say, hey, where do you guys live? Because <laughs> I want to play, too. Um, it's just it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool what you guys are doing. And this is the thing that I think smartphone videos, right, do for people, the cameras, is that they allow you to not be so serious, right, mm-hmm. that it, it, with the technical part, I mean, obviously you have to be yeah. serious to a point, especially depending on the film that you're making, but this allows you, it gives you the freedom to have fun, you know, like, Hey, just record and just, just, just play around and have some fun. And why not? Right. Because people enjoy that. People need that. Yeah, it's true. I, yeah. I think it's it's also good practice, right? Like if you, you know, we're not we're not working with Alexis or something like that. Right? We're just you know <laughs> focusing on the phone, and you know you learn your shot progression, and you learn your shot composition, even just basic like you know your your white balance and in aperture, like that's like you know simple things that every camera has, right? And as right. long as I figured, you know, you you know how to. In the end, the technical aspects is supposed to elevate your um, your directing style, right? Like you could. Right. shots could be as weird as possible but if you can tell a story with it i mean yeah right yeah. that's the whole point that that's your motive for yeah. doing a tweak here and a tweak there basically right i i equate that to doing graphic who does the graphics for you guys uh stephanie or you do joey i'm i am all of the He's i'm all of the creative all parts. the creative <laughs> i just got your your halloween email earlier today oh i did that <laughs> Oh, you did oh, that? Yeah, did that? You did the graphics for that? Yeah. Pretty awesome, oh, guys. Thank you. Like, yeah, and 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 but I equate it to that like you go into Photoshop or whatever and you have something in mind, you have a goal, right? Mm-hmm. I need to create this. You may not know exactly what it's going to look like, but you have certain elements that you want to include in it, and then everything else just sort of forms itself around it depending on how you manage the tools that you have, right? Right, right. So it's kind of like that with the smartphone filmmaking, except mm-hmm. for it's even simpler to to manage those tools. Um, so it makes it simpler. I, I, I feel like I'm going to get weird with this, but there is a subconscious part of filmmaking that takes place when you're behind the camera, where if you overthink it, you kind of might ruin the shot yeah. when it comes to the cinematography part, right? It's, it's, I think I know what you're talking about too, because I think in the beginning when we were, we were just becoming a group, uh, I guess like I really disliked pre-production simply because I felt like, I think I finally understood it where filming something for the first time, I feel like it's that the essence of creation, 
when you're in it yeah. at the moment and it feels good. But also yeah. the problem is with that is that, you know, filming on the spot when you haven't practiced your craft doesn't mean that you have the tools <laughs> refined, right? Right. So, so yeah, that, and that's why I think, you know, people should film with their phones, like, you know, practice, but, you know, make sure that whatever you're, you're filming, you're practicing could scale up. Because I'm sure, you know, whatever we film for that no budget Zora that we call it, like the things that we film on our phone, we could go, like, we could get like higher, like, you know, scale up and, you know, grab like a whole crew and, and all of the lights, all the cameras, and we would just take exactly the same shots because it would work as a storyboard and we would make the shots better. And we didn't lose, you know, we didn't lose any, um, you know, uh, like the, the shots of cell still works, right? Well, and, and that's the thing about, you know, being able to grab your smartphone and practice, 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 because it's like it's like when you're going by intuition, even your intuition is driven by something. And it's usually driven by experiences yes. that you've had. And even that in itself. So way back ago, right, you were doing this and you were practicing this and you were learning this stuff. And then you fast forward to today, you could just grab this thing and do it. And intuitionally and subconsciously, it all comes right back. You know what you're doing, even though you don't know that you know what you're doing. Yes. And that way, the other part of your mind, your conscious mind, can concentrate on the other aspect. And I think that's part of what makes really good filmmakers. Yeah, actually, I think you hit that right on the head that I believe it's like, it's not about the technical knowledge. It's not about being the, the best uh, director of photography or cinematographer. I think the soul of the filmmaker is being able to tell your story. Right. And sometimes I almost even like what you're saying, you know, like it's, it's the intuition of telling the right shots to, to complete a narrative. You know, I, I feel like, I feel like script writing is more important than, you know, than the technical knowledge of how to, operate a camera honestly if you want to be a filmmaker that's what i think i think you're right yeah. i think we're both thinking <laughs> yeah. even though it's friday night it's like wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a week's experience oh, yeah. <laughs> uh it's been a tough week i don't know about you guys oh, oh my gosh yeah. um <laughs> yeah it's been weird it's like you know, remember that show Sliders? Yes. Gosh. <laughs> love it. Man, I love that show so much. Um, that show Sliders, um, this is where we're in now. We've somehow jumped through and we're like in this other dimension. <laughs> but we don't really know it because what happened was we woke up there. See, we thought we were going to sleep here <laughs> like uh, Bill, Mur Bill Murray in the, oh man, uh, the hog movie. The Groundhog the, Day. Oh, Groundhog Day. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's combine, let's make a mix up of, you know, Sliders and Groundhog Day, right? Um, all right. That brings me to something else. Not not literally, but because of what Stephanie was talking about before. And what I want to really, really discuss in this episode of our podcast, now that we're like almost halfway through it, um, <laughs> is... <laughs> No, we're not. Um, is the how you turn your film crew into your family? How do you do that? I think it's something simple is just take care of your people, guys. Like, 
I that's it. Yeah. Have a nice have a nice evening, guys. Yeah. I, I, I know. Say it, goodbye. No, I'm just like kidding. It's really simple, but like I'm right. sure everyone has worked at least everyone that has like listened to this podcast has worked on a film production that, you know, it's just uh it's just any other production. There's nothing more to it. Like those people that work together, they probably don't hang out um, outside of work. Um, but it's just, you know, I feel like with us, one of the ways that we show appreciation is that uh, Crafty's for Cheap. We have a show, a whole show where Joey, he is like the chef and he basically shows you guys like some of the crafties that he makes for our our cast and crew and he like cooks for them i think cooking for your your entire group is it's just wholesome and it's it's nice because there's like effort into it and it's something very simple but i think it's it's very effective and i mean i've like we've seen the i guess the reactions from a lot of people that have worked with us it's like hey yeah come work with us we'll feed you we'll take care of you and like they enjoy the food that joey makes he's really good at cooking so i know i'm like ready to go buy a ticket and get over there oh my god be part of our film so I'll <laughs> yeah <finish>. right jeez <laughs> well you know yeah. just so um some of our listeners have never worked on a film set so it's actually perfect for them to know this because going in blind, you've already got a lot to learn, but this is one thing I, when I was in college and I was studying this stuff, um, I was already working in, in video and, and all that stuff. And I came in one day into our cinematography class actually. And we were doing our production, uh, that day. It was like a big deal. Each group had their own thing. And then I came on, on that on this day and I brought all kinds of food so everybody was like wow look at that she's bringing food and all this stuff wow you're really special and my instructor at the time Mr. Sneed uh rest in peace I just found out this last week that uh he passed away big right. big big supporter of our film festival um but he said well hey you know what she's doing that's a producer producers producers always feed the crew and you'll always know a good producer when they feed their crew so joey mr sneed would say you rock yeah. <laughs> thank you but, yeah but um one of the things about this is um yeah i, I you know he comes to mind uh, a lot lately um one of the things i was remembering um uh, about you know aside from college and all this stuff is um, the people, the crew that we built, that we worked with, that I considered a family, we considered each other family. It's not that we lived close by enough to each other, you know, but we would reunite. Literally, it felt like, I remember joking around when they say, we're only going to make a film so that we can have an excuse to get together and have fun, right? <laughs> and and that was it's what it really seemed like you know and so one of the ways that you can do that um that you guys do is through feeding your crew and there's something else that happens around food which is i think you you're touching on is 
you know, when families have birthdays and they're celebrating and they're always saying, okay, where are we going out to, right, for dinner, right, or lunch? And so these things happen around food and meals and things like that. So tell us a little more about how you accomplish that because when you're saying Joey is cooking for the crew, I'm, I'm thinking about it as an AD and thinking about the clock. Like, how does that work, Joey? Uh, I mean, obviously it's, you know, sometimes stuff or, or sometimes like, you know, but yeah, like sometimes stuff like be my sous chef, you know, and, yeah. and it but, really but depends also- on like the day. So typically for like onset productions, if we're like not at a house or anything like that, um, we basically prepare food like the day before, um, just to like have on set for people to eat. And then after the shoots, just because of like the pandemic and just trying to be COVID safe, a lot of times for our productions, we like to rent out an Airbnb and have everyone stay with us just to ensure that everyone is COVID safe. And then nice. we like feed them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So <laughs> That's like really cool. literally Joey is just behind a counter and he's like whipping up some like chicken sandwiches. I like just made to order. It's like, oh, you guys want another one? All right, cool. And he'll just like make another one for you guys. We, we, he's we, over there with his sword <laughs> going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's pretty awesome. But we, we um, do so the, what the, are things the, that you, yeah, what are some of the ingredients and preparation things that you would advise people? Because we were talking in our last show. <laughs> I feel like we're doing a <laughs> Saturday night live, Friday night live. Um, it, it, the last time we were talking about certain things, like you don't want to give people turkey, right? Yeah. Because of the, what is it called? T- tryptophan? Yes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't want to do that because that'll put people to sleep. Or like have carbs um, in the middle of the day. Yeah. That right? puts them to sleep, you know. Like I know so give everybody a, a thing. <laughs> Yeah, give everyone who's listening, uh, you know, you guys pull out your notepads, <laughs> start taking notes. So, uh, some of the things that are really effective. Wait, so so the thing is that what we do is that, you know, we already create usually a menu for, like, say, if our production lasts for a week and we know how many people that we have, we, you know, we cater to that type of, uh, I guess, casting crew at that point. So and vegans, yeah, yeah. So uh, what we normally do is like we'll send out like a form, like a Google form, for people to like to complete. uh, Let us know of any like dietary restrictions, any allergies, or anything of the sort. Um, And then Joey basically like he puts together a menu. Uh, He and I talk about it to see if it's like within the budget. And then we just go grocery shopping and we just buy I can't what we eat need. anything but lobster. Let's not hire Siri. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, uh, <laughs> we'll have to pass. Yeah, we have to right? <laughs> Sorry, but, I couldn't help that one. <laughs> but yeah, no, because like definitely, you know, besides, I, I, we obviously, you know, we hire people. So it's not like we don't pay them. But at the same time, you know. Food is a very good thing to to use to, you know, raise the morale to people, right, in the yeah. middle of the day. So there is, you know, our, depending on how big our productions are, sometimes our crafties border lines on, on uh, like, catering. But usually mm-hmm. on set when we're there, you know, one of the things that we actually uh, do is, like, uh, spam musubis. It's, a, it's a, like, a big thing in Hawaii or, like, a, a cultural food in Hawaii, and, and we... You know, it's 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 spam and rice and seaweed wrap. So it's it's a it's hefty, but you know, it it's the right amount of protein and carbs that 
keeps people going, right? And sometimes yeah. it's just all you need is a finger food, you know, or or yeah, I'd make I'd make a sandwich or, or like a chicken sandwich in the middle of the day. That's that's usually a a good blend of like you know veggies and and you know carbs and meats and okay. it's. What about thanks for like during the like you guys do provide red vines, right? Nope. So I'm sorry. What'd you say? You guys don't provide the red vines. Nope. <laughs> uh, so it depends. Well, we do ask the <laughs> cast and crew like, oh, what kind of snacks do you guys want? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like for example, the last production we did, people were inhaling gushers, and like <laughs> avoiding soda, and drinking oh. like the seltzer yeah. water, but inhaling gushers. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> but that's what they had yeah. wanted, and we're, we're like, all right, well, we'll just pick some up for you guys. So yeah, we do have nope. snacks for people as well. Well, um, those are treats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like but, like you gotta have water. This is this is what I've learned. You gotta have water. You gotta have red vines, and yeah. oh. <laughs> and usually people have nuts of some sort yeah. for the protein. Well, also, then again, hand sanitizer, guys. Please. Yeah. yeah. Big yes. big bottle of hand sanitizer right in front of like one at each end and one yeah. in the middle. Right. <laughs> plus, we usually don't have. Uh, we don't have like 16 hour days like we literally keep our shoot days short yeah you know it's just so because like like, we don't want to burn people out right yeah yeah so whatever you guys are you guys are making a feature film right now right yes we are, yes, we are. <laughs> so so this is this is actually a good time for to bring this up so so let's say that you're making a list of must-haves for your craft services, right? Like, let's say, I mean, I mean, I don't know what schedule you guys have. Now, I've worked on film sets where, you know, they end at, you know, 6 p.m. one one day, but then they start at, you know, 5 a.m. the next day. And sometimes you start at 6 p.m. and then you end at, like, 4 in the morning or something. You know, yeah. it's just crazy. Um, and each one of those take some adjusting you know like i remember having breakfast at six in the afternoon you know in the <laughs> evening <Yeah. laughs> how do you guys work that out um well for our feature fortunately uh this one it is the mo most of it is shot in vr so we get to just work at like joey's house um but typically <laughs> uh it, it really depends on the production and then where we are um, for we, me, we definitely do not fit the the idea of um, grinding our film. Like it, we don't ask, like we never ask for anything ridiculous out of people. We're never gonna have you know like twelve or fourteen or sixteen hour days. You know that's 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 ridiculous, right? Like I mean I know what level we are. We're just indie, right? Yeah. We're not asking like Hollywood, um, you know, grind times. Plus, it's just people. the two of us, so uh, we have to keep that in mind as well, because yeah. we'll burn out before yeah. anyone else will. Right. So, so yeah. So our our schedules for most productions, it is very doable for a lot of people, right? So, and you know, obviously, like say, if, and yeah, like you know, if I think we, it also helps that we are very meticulous in terms of uh, scheduling what we need. So if we need like night shots, like we'll probably get those night shots. So it, everybody would be on the same like uh, sleep schedule, so we don't mm -hmm. mess anybody up, right? Yeah. And we try to, we really try to 
go out of our way to make it easier on the cast and crew, you know? And so that's why it's a lot of planning. And, you know, a lot of that falls on Steph and I, but, you know, I think to get... I think it also has to do with the location, right? Because, yes. like, a lot of the, you know, like, if it's local, right? Yes. And you've got your cast and your crew, right? Mm-hmm. And they've only got a week to do it, and you've got a feature film, mm-hmm. that's going to be crazy. But if you you can do a feature film in two to three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, and not wear not work sixteen hour days. I mean, to be honest, I think anything over twelve hours really is kind of ridiculous. Oh yeah, for anybody, and to work six and seven days a week is also ridiculous. Right. Um, because you're really you're gonna feel it later when you start looking at things, and then accidents start to happen yes. as well. Yeah, you start exactly. to forget you know? things. So, so that on that sense, but if people are coming together somewhere where they don't live and you've got to deal with hotel expenses and things like that, then, you know, you do want to at least cover the 12 hours, right? Mm -hmm. And, and then things get a little more hectic and then you have your AD going, guys, guys, (laughs) you know, uh, especially if you're paying for certain locations for certain days that they're available. Uh, there's so much. St- See, I was a production coordinator in Big Bear, trying to deal with you know all right. kind, putting out fires all day, every day. But I think so for also, me, I come from that experience. And I think that's, I mean, that's like an amazing skill set. I think it's just that sometimes I think that um, filmmakers, most filmmakers, and yeah. especially uh, they might not uh, might not have a real- realistic idea of the resources that they have. And, you know, and we got to practice, yeah, we got to practice that, like, at small, like, you know, smaller projects for us to kind of have a better idea, like, as we've been scaling up where, you know, where we might run into trouble. So that's why I noticed a lot of people like this last production that we did, like you said, we, we had all of our cast and crew, uh, you know, in Airbnb. So we know that they're not going to go out and order fruit or whatever and, you know, might accidentally get COVID and everybody gets sick. Right. So we take care of them and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money but you know it's to show the cast crew like hey we really care about your safety and you know and the like longevity because they're your family yeah Yeah. exactly you gotta take care of them and plus like think of it this way let's just say if you were to schedule like a shoot and somebody does get covid and then it delays the, the production and then anything that you had booked prior like locations you can't get those deposits back yeah. So like you well, and, anyway. And just so for for people who aren't worried about COVID anymore for whatever reason, it's like, all right, it could be a kidney stone, yeah. guys. It doesn't matter. It could be yeah. anything. It's just like it could be anything, yeah, you know? Exactly. It could be anything. And like that's why we try to, you know, minimize the, the problems. And you know, we we're working with stuntmen and we, we have stunts, right? So, you know, sometimes we throw them through walls or they you know, they take a fall, you know, yeah. what we call wrecks, I guess. So yeah. we wouldn't want them to be uh hurt yeah we, yeah if they're like you know if they're not sleeping enough because we're doing like 14 hour days then yeah. we ask them hey you need to fall on like i don't know cement whatever even if they're padded up you like if they're not on top of their game you know that they hurt themselves that's it yeah. you know and that's their their livelihoods like that's right. that's it and yeah you really don't want people to start breaking bones yeah. and exactly. you can't expect you know. them to drive themselves all the way home after right. a shoot right. day like this right. seems a little bit ridiculous especially yeah. after having turkey for the end of the <laughs> meal exactly right 
put him to sleep. That literally happened to me. (laughs) We're the last day. It it fell on uh, the day before Thanksgiving. And so the craft services uh, lady decided to make a Thanksgiving dinner as our last meal after a really long, we got to have this finished day. Oh, my gosh. And so we all (laughs) ate all this stuff and then, okay, bye. Drive home, and I was like, oh. it's like three hours for me or something. I was like, oh, my God. And it was at night, you know. It was so tough. I thought I was just going to, like, pull over and take a nap or something. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> right? Like, that's that's poor planning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, it that's was bad. Good. It was bad. It was completely nobody realized that someone didn't lack the knowledge on that one. <laughs> yeah. So something like that. I think I learned that a long time ago. I think I was helping a friend with his film and I was like green back then. And he asked me to cook for everybody. So I made like this big salmon dinner and like fried rice and they couldn't get work done because everybody just passed out. And I got I got railed for it the next day. Like it was my fault. Like, oh, my gosh. I did not know. Yeah. So. You're like, but everybody was so happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everybody just dropped. And began, you know, I think after during the production, hours, 12 hours of working, yeah. you eat something heavy like that. Oh my god, you're yeah. knocked out. Keep it you're light knocked. during the actual like shoot day, and while you're like on set, afterwards yeah. you guys can like you know for dinner just stuff your faces and then go to sleep. <laughs> Dude, it's like in Spain. All right, they have this thing called siesta. okay so that it's not like oh they scheduled it It, what happens is like their biggest meal of the day happens at around two or three in the afternoon so of course after that big meal they're gonna get sleepy and then they do this siesta thing and then they recover and go back to life again (laughs) they go back to school they go back to work and then when they're out of school and work you know they've rested that had that great big meal of the day and then they're like up and ready to go and they're like hitting the nightclubs on a wednesday night at two in the morning i mean they're just like (laughs) that doesn't happen in all of spain but when you get to like some of the bigger cities it's um it's very common so so yeah so that's one well we covered a lot in food so (laughs) hey guys i mean food is very easy you want to make a family out of your film crew feed them Uh, what are what are some other things that we we actually talked about accommodations, right? Yeah, so I pronounced it all weird. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean every production is different. It really depends on like uh, I guess the Your availability, schedule, the availability, what everyone is willing to do. Um, like okay, so for example, the last production we did is like a really good example because. It was just Joy and myself, like we were behind camera so we could take care of like everything else that needed to be done. We had everything already like in pre-production. Everything was done at least like two weeks before we even uh, had shot. Um, But like we had the shot list. Everything was planned. We just needed to execute at that point. So I think if anything, like definitely, 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 guys, you need to plan like very carefully everything goes into like pre-production fortunately for this one we had about a total of 10 people and uh everyone we i booked a hotel i uh, not a hotel a book i booked an airbnb and we all were able to stay there everybody came the night before we shot so that way everyone could sleep 
wake up, eat breakfast, and then we all head out together as like a whole group. Yeah. And um, Joey and Angela and myself, we just, you know, we baked the food the night before for like whatever they like we had food for like on set. Then after we were done the day, because it was like a nine to five shoot day. And then we'll go back home. Everybody showers, relax, do what they wanted to do. And then Joey just cooks some dinner. Nice. Yeah. So that way there's no like rushing. Like people are like. I was relaxing while I was just listening to you. <laughs> but it's like, you know, if it, if there's like traffic or like any car accidents or like car breaks right. down or like they wake up and they're not feeling well or just anything like that, at least they could come back to the Airbnb, relax. If they want to take a nap, take a nap. If you guys want to like stay up and just like hang out and chat, we'll like all hang out and chat. Um, but yeah, just think of it as like a big sleepover in a way. Yeah, it, it's actually that's actually a really good idea because not only that. So we, obviously, here comes my production coordinator part or my scripty part, mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, let's go over some of these things. You don't have to call somebody and go, oh, we can't because they already left. You yeah, know what I mean? That is right. true. Yeah. And, you know, Zoe, he is like a speed editor. So he was able to help build up even more morale by like uh, just rough cutting like what we had shot for that day. And the actors can practice some of their things together. And they um, if they haven't met you know, except for during the time, you know, before to do the blocking and things like that, right? Yeah. That they can they can get to um, know each other better so they, they can work together because there is an element of chemistry between actors and the characters that sometimes, I mean, unless somebody is like a Hollywood, you know, awesome actor, they could just snap in and out of things. And even for them, it's, they have to go into that mode. You know what I mean? They have to go into that zone, which is why you don't want to bother them <laughs> right before they're filming a scene, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but it helps that chemistry also because, and for all of you, you get to know each other. You get to know the quirks that each other has because we all have quirks. There's no way around that. Yes. You know, and you get to know those things and all those things in the end, help your production, but they also help you with the relationship that you have with each other. And you might just say that that ended up working out so well. You know, I'm definitely coming back and I'm not going to ask for five hundred thousand dollars to do it the next time. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely <laughs> want it to be a, a fun experience for everyone. Um, you yeah. know, just taking care of everyone, considering their safety, their time. Uh, you know, it's they're already putting in like their efforts to making this a good project. So let's make it as fun as possible, enjoyable for them too. Uh, I think that right. that's just really important. In, in the long run, it's actually cheaper to take care of your people first, so they give you the best, you know, their their best performance on yeah. on you know in front of the camera if there's no problems, right? And it and it helps with you know you don't want you don't want drama behind the camera either. Um, yeah. So exactly. that's another good reason to you know to pay attention to that. I mean, you're not just hiring people for you know one weekend or something like that. You're basically you are building a family. You are 
when you're when you're building your film crew, which is important that you have the same people, you know, working together because it really does help your production run smoother. You know what, you know, the the parts that each other can play and how well they can play them. And I'm not talking about the acting, (laughs) you know, Um, it's really, really a great idea to think about, hey, we're building a family because it kind of goes into the community type thing. We're working together to help each other to complete this thing together. Each one of us has a part right in this in this family and together we can achieve this goal and then you can see it in the end result of the movie when joey uh takes his sword out and cuts up that film (laughs) (laughs) with the editing (laughs) what do you use for editing joey i'm a premiere guy oh you're like the premiere (laughs) um (laughs) you're a premiere guy and um stephanie when you're putting so because you say you do the administration and all this stuff are you also the person putting together the production budget uh yes i handle the budgets uh, i put together like the shot list i schedule like everybody like the last shoot we did about uh 40 shots per day for three days wow so it was uh pretty hectic but we we finished on schedule thankfully um but yeah it's a uh, handle like that side of the group. I, I just want people to know that there are filmmaking is is work, and a lot of times you know it, it will show, you know, in the end result. Some you know, it, you may think you have a wonderful film because you're surprised at what you achieved when you had no planning involved, but that doesn't mean that everybody on the other side is going to agree with that because they don't know what you had or didn't have, they just see the end, the result, and something is lacking, something is off, you know? There are times when someone who's got a lot of experiences can do that whole, well, I don't need to plan every single minute of this thing because I've done this so many times and so has my crew that we almost subconsciously can do these things, but you still got to have a shot list. Oh, oh my God. definitely. You still got to, yeah. I mean, share just a little bit of that before, you know, before we end this. Um, so the process that we usually go about it is um, Joey would previs the entire project, uh, which makes it a lot easier on my part when I have to put the shot list together because we're not shooting anything that's like unnecessary things that we might not need. I mean, we're indie filmmakers. Time is really important so uh he makes the previs he has the script and everything and then i just throw that into um, a program it's called oh you might want to share what a previs is which is like short for pre-visual which is uh so so uh basically i mean it's it's your it's your movie before the movie it's like it's more than a storyboard you know instead of because like we usually don't storyboard because it's kind of um Sometimes it's a lot. It's part of the treatment, right? Yeah. So, but, you know, obviously since we're indie and, you know, uh, budget is small, I think, you know, a lot of those things, a lot of those mini steps in between your storyboards or your previs to, you know, like we could just kind of mesh together, right? So. Yeah. So, right. so we do that with the, the previs. And then with the shot list, I use um, an app called Shotlister. 
it's it's really cool mm, yeah. because you could schedule uh, the shoot day and it'll tell you if you're like a few minutes behind or like if you like a certain take, you can see circle takes on it. Um, so we like using that. And because Joey is able to like put the previs together, I mean, depending on the project, it could take me between like 30 minutes to like maybe two hours to put a shot list together. Yeah. And it's it's nice. Um, so if you guys are interested, we also do have a tutorial series specifically on like how we shoot fight scenes, um, which in the bonus section, we actually show the the previs alongside the finished product. So that's like really cool for those that are like interested in seeing like, oh, okay, so what did they have to work with to make the final video? And uh, it, it acts as like a great guideline. I, I would totally <laughs> recommend to do that, guys, because you'll save yourself a lot of time, you know, by by using these this fun couple of people here uh, <laughs> that will show you, you know, all these steps that you know, they come, they're experienced and they turn stuff out in a way that's just unbelievable. Uh, and so what is the, um, so arts film, um, art school dropouts, <laughs> art film dropouts, uh, <laughs> there's a new one. Um, so art school dropouts, but it's, it's, um, as though fight scenes.com, right? Yes. ASDO. Look at me. I'm all prepared. Yeah, so prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I finally looked at it on the, the one time that I looked at my notes. Um, so we're going to do, so we're going to do this. Uh, in my last episode, we did this little game and I, I like to play this game because we're, we're talking about your family, right? Your crew. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to do this a long time ago. I had so much fun this, this, in the last episode uh, that I thought maybe I should do this with you guys since you probably would want to give a, a lot of shout outs to a lot of people, but um, my phone is always close enough. Um, I've got a timer. <laughs> I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Um, and so I thought I'd give you guys, uh, here's what I'll do. I'll give you and Joey, let's do this for 15 seconds, a little longer because it's two of you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is what we're going to do. This totally, I'm putting you on the spot, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <got> really <laughs> let's say, <laughs> so let's say that for 15 seconds, we'll start with Stephanie gives a shout out and then Joey gives another shout out and we'll go back and forth like that until the timer goes off. So, all right, are you guys okay. ready so for So we'll this? just basically like name drop. Is that what it's going? Yeah. <laughs> it's basically, yep. You're name dropping name shout outs to people that are part of your family. Now, this is this is the thing, guys. Obviously, I just put your your fam your friends. If you're listening to this and you're part of the family, part okay. of the crew, and you feel like, oh my God, they didn't mention me. They hate me. No. They just, they're put on the spot. They have, you know, 15 seconds to do it. You can't blame them. You can blame me. So you can fly me out there to eat their food and then you can blame me. <laughs> so, all right. So are you guys ready? And I'll say action. Okay. 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 Who goes first? I, don't, I go first. Uh, Stephanie. Okay, cool. 
Okay. Stephanie's like, you go first. <laughs> no, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Ready, set, action. Uh, AJ Kick 101, Angela Jordan. Kageyami. Uh, Sean from Food for Thought. Hector Soria. Uh, Lee from Film Combat Syndicate. Andrew Kim. Uh, uh. Oh. I was going to say, keep the cuddle. There we go. Stop it. Don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's pretty awesome. And also, one more, two more. What were your dogs' name again? Uh, Zumi and Lady. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I, I'm glad that, that you guys were on. Where can people follow you? Uh. Anything Art School Dropouts, basically. Artschooldropouts.com. We have a Patreon page. We are also fiscally sponsored uh, with Fractured Atlas. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we have a merch store. Just just head over to Art School Dropouts. Sign up for our mailing list. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Please awesome. like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> most, most definitely. Uh, all right. Well, thank you again for coming back to our show. And listen, uh, listeners, go to suzybotello.substack.com because after uh, this publishes, I'm going to write a little thing there and we can have a little discussion there about some of the things that they mentioned. If, if they can come, great. Uh, but if not, I'll try and answer your questions regarding food, building your family, <laughs> Uh, you know, all the things that we discussed, it would be fun. It should be great. Uh, you know, if, if you go to Twitter or Facebook or anything like that, you'll probably miss it. But here it'll be a fun discussion. It'll be better. All right. Say goodbye to our listeners. Right. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.